fuck it, I'm playing me from here on out. gentlemen welcome to the film find the greatest movie podcast ever assuming you've never listened to a movie podcast before we are a day late but not a dollar short and i'm joined as always by matt smith hey everybody we're here we're ready to go we have got some stuff for you things have come up life had intervened a little bit for me yesterday but everything is back on track everything is rolling up millhouse up in this bitch now and uh, we got a big show for you. Maybe not a huge show, not as, as huge as the last couple of weeks have been, but I think we're going to have some interesting things to talk about and some not-so-interesting things to talk about. I will I will venture to say uh, mostly not interesting things. Mostly not. <laughs> Speaking of interesting, I was like, I, this was on uh, the iTunes, the Apple uh, Music thing, and uh-huh. I realized this album is 20 years old. Yeah, it's... And I was, I, this was my first concert when I was 13, was Green Day's Insomniac Tour, and it was fucking great. They're a piece of shit sellout, like, like beyond even further what they did when they launched with Dookie and everything. They got even worse, but my God, 13 year like, and that's why this album, people hate this album, because it's the most punk shit they ever did. Because it's just like, every fucking song is like two and a half minutes long, it's quick, it's fast, right. and it's done. And I'm just like, that's why everybody, that's why the album didn't sell, because it was, it was too, they were like going out and saying, you know what, we're going to be fucking punk and we don't give a shit because everybody's called us fucking sellouts and stuff, so we don't care. We're going to do whatever the fuck we want. And uh, then everybody's like, well, we're not fucking buying that fucking album. No, thank you. But I still, I, I probably, I would probably I'd go so far as to say that's their best album. But anyways, I just thought that was fun and a little uh, little blast for the past from Adam to make me feel old to just be like, fuck me, man. 20 years ago, I went to my first show. Well, that you know. Is, uh, that's a long time. You, if you really want to feel old, you know what album just had its anniversary edition drop that you would not think. Uh oh. <laughs> the the first Alanis Morissette album. Oh really? Mm hmm. That's that's twenty. What, I was about to say that's what got Nin- me twenty. Ninety five. Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, that shit makes me feel old. Yeah. Right, because it's just I remember when that fucking came out. Oof. That was actually art like. I was always cognizant of shit coming out, but that's the first album I actually remember being a thing. Right. Like, uh, like pop culture wise, um, like th- where I was actually aware of what was going on with it. Um, what was the first CD you bought? This is a weird thing for a movie podcast to get into, but who cares? We, <laughs> there's not a, there's not a lot of good it's stuff to talk about this week. You, like I had owned uh, cassette tapes of course. a lot, right? And I, and I had quite a collection, variety of genres. First CD I bought was a soundtrack, actually. All right. You'll never guess what it was. Ninja Turtles 3. Nope. Nah, shit. But, but you are correct in thinking along the lines of New Line Cinema, sir. <laughs> yes. So actually, uh, I think it was Warner Brothers at the point that, that I bought this. But uh, no, it was the Ace Ventura 2 soundtrack. Oh, there you go. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know why. 
there was something about one of the one or two of the songs I'm sure yeah. that appealed to my like preteen brain or or at that point newly teen brain <laughs> and, and uh was just like no this is the fucking thing yeah know. this is what you get i think mine was um monster by rem ooh that's a good one that's a pretty decent that's a pretty decent get yeah it's uh, good uh, I, I did have a cassette of that yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the first one. We went on down to Square Records there, and you paid like an egregious amount of money for CDs. It was horrible. Uh-huh. Yeah, you got your $25 worth, bro. Jesus Christ. Well, we didn't have malls in our tiny little town, so that's that's just where you fucking went. I know. I remember Square very well. First they used to, you know, you'd go in there, and it, like, it wasn't even CD cases, right? They, they were in the fucking giant-ass uh, cardboard box things <laughs> Yeah, that, that ha- at one end was just empty. And the other side was like, like what the fuck? Didn't we learn anything from the giant clamshell VHS bullshit twenty or fifteen years before this? Like, classic. Anyway, Classe, my friend. Anyways, this is a movie podcast where we review movies. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this week we got a lot of stuff to talk about. The main things that we're going to be talking about is uh, we're going to have our first review is going to be of. Uh, all right, I got to get it right. Final, it's just Final Girl, right? Yeah, we were going to do a, settle, a separate episode for this, uh, but we're, uh, because this week was a little weird and uh, we didn't really have too much going on between the two of us to talk about, uh, we're going to talk about Final Girl on this show. Right. We'll still cover a couple, we got a couple new releases that we'll talk about in What You've Been Watching, so yes. don't worry about that. Not that anyone <laughs> saw the movies that we saw, but because, <laughs> man, that box office is not good, son. No, and then we do have, uh, of course, uh, a, a review. Yes, and uh, our, our our full main review uh, this week. Where did it open? I'll give you a chance to look at that. Twelfth. Twelfth. Seriously. Yep. Wow. Both, both of the other movies, Our Brain is Crisis and Burnt, did better. And that's not saying a lot because Burnt opened in sixth. Sweet Mary. Woo. Mm-hmm. Bad news. So we're going to be talking about a movie none of you saw called uh, The Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse. Should you have seen it? Spoiler alert, probably not. Uh, <laughs> but we'll talk about but, that but anyway. But I will talk about the reasons why you might be interested in seeing it, regardless of whether you should or not. I I, I, I have some interesting things to say about because, it. In because I think I tweeted you, or I sent you a message immediately after walking out that was like, I think the way that I feel about Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse is is very confusing. In a similar way as to when I first saw the Rocky Horror Picture Show and realized, like, something's going on with Tim Curry in this movie for me. He's weird. <laughs> well, right, but it is, like, that same confusion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you're, there's an attraction, but you're not sure what it is. Not sure what's <laughs> kind of a thing. My inside's <laughs> so, real funny. So find out what that is about Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse coming up. Wow. <laughs> That David Koechner is sexy, isn't he? <laughs> it's it's not even the same type of attraction. It's just a similar reaction to like uh, why why would I like this? That kind of thing. Well, we will be asking why would we like this when we review Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse a little later in the show. Um, I, I saw, I was going to say, like I looked at it and I saw, I'm like, oh, look, we got a new iTunes review. Apparently somebody, I guess, left a star rating, but not an actual written Which, review. Thank you. We, I mean, star rating helps as well. That does also. Yes, absolutely. But, uh, uh, you know, tickle, tickle, tickle the uh, keyboard there a little bit. Throw in a couple of words. That'd be nice. But if not, hey, even, thank even you. Even just a solid job is awesome. <laughs> 
<laughs> put in, uh, you know, you got a lot of emojis and stuff and to, to your uh, credit now. Just put a little thumbs up in there, you know? Yeah, anything. A black thumbs up, uh, an Indian thumbs black. up. I can do all the colors. All the colors iPad, of the rainbow. iPhone uh, update. Get you. Get, do all of them. <laughs> I want a Benetton ad of, of thumbs, please. <laughs> Make that shit happen. I don't know. Oh uh, so let's get into the show proper here, Matthew. <laughs> what have you been watching lately, sirs? Uh, well, I got three things. I'm going to start out with uh, the new release. All right. I think. I think that's the order I want to go in. So I went to see Our Brand is Crisis. I'm not stopping you. Okay, good. Uh, so, so I went to see Our Brand is Crisis, which uh, is from director David Gordon Green, who uh, I, I like as a filmmaker. Um, I have no idea why the studio keeps, why any studio keeps giving him movies. <laughs> None of them ever make any fucking money. Not really, um, no. Yeah. Uh, I mean, He's had some success here and there, and he's still mostly uh, well-regarded on the performance of uh, kind of his art house films that came out almost 12, 13 years ago at this point. Um, and those movies are all good. And, and like I said, I've liked David Gordon Green's stuff. I'm a big Pineapple <laughs> Express fan, and I yeah. think that might have been like the last real, real good thing he, he did. Had. Yeah. Um, our Brand is Crisis is continuing the downward trend of uh, David Gordon Green's box office performance. Um, this movie is uh, – the byline on IMDb.com is uh, an American woman well-versed in political campaigns is sent to the war-torn lands of South America to help install a new leader but is threatened to be thwarted by a long-term rival, which is possibly the worst fucking way to describe this movie. So much if fucking. I, if, if I were reading this – a description on IMDb and deciding whether or not to go and see this uh, fucking nothing. That does not sound entertaining. I mean, it doesn't no. sound like, like the trailer at least makes it look entertaining. What the movie actually is right. Uh, so Sandra Bullock plays um, this, uh, this uh, campaign strategist um, calamity. Jane is her name. Cause uh, she fucking gets into situations cause calamity. Right. Um, Anyway, she's brought into this uh, South American uh, presidential race in, um, oh, fuck, where was it? Bolivia? Yes, Bolivia. Highest altitude. You have to say yeah. this, Bolivia. 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 Um, <laughs> in any case, it was brought into Bolivia for this presidential race uh, to help this guy who's not really a likable candidate um, get elected. Uh, it turns out that um, the opposition is uh, under the – his campaign is being run by her uh, bitter rival for various reasons, um, Pat Candy, uh, a very bald Billy Bob Thornton. Um, yeah, still just playing Billy Bob Thornton though. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Boy, he's been riding that train. I'm mean, like, like he played, like he played Carl and Sling Blade, and then it's just like from that point on, it was pretty much fuck it. I'm playing me from here on out. Well, you know, I kind of I like to think of Billy Bob as like a Robert Mitchum type, yeah. right? Like, like you're gonna cast that motherfucker because you want Robert Mitchum. It doesn't mean that they're not good. No, 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 no. I'm not you, taking nothing you want away. Fucking Mitchum to show up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, when I cast Billy Bob, I, I have a set ex of expectations that need to be met, and he he pulls them off most of the time. Um, Can you be so, a little bit smarmy? So, rounding out this cast, we got uh, Anthony Mackie, uh, Joaquin Dalmedia. Um, Ann Dowd, Scoot McNary, and Zoe Kazan, uh, who actually was my favorite character. Zoe Kazan's uh, LeBlanc is this kind of like uh, 
dirty player in politics. Um, she's like an assistant to Bullock who just digs up all kinds of information um, to use against the opponent uh, and can find out everything about everyone, basically. Um, this movie has a couple of problems. It doesn't know whether it wants to be a serious uh, drama about um, the need for politics to actually mean something. Um, it doesn't know if it wants to be a comedy that is outright uh, satirizing the political process in any country. Well, my mic um, just fell. Keep talking. <laughs> um, so that's the biggest problem is uh, like there are some very funny moments, I think. Uh, there are some really great dramatic moments. Overall, the movie is there, but uh, I think that uh, our brand is Crisis just has a bit of an identity issue. It doesn't know what type of movie it wants to be. Um, and because of that, it ends up being much more of a kind of a meh, uh, who cares kind of movie. That doesn't mean it's not well made or whatever, but it's, uh, it's just kind of not interesting all the time, right? Because it doesn't go too hard in either direction. Uh, everybody's great in it. Uh, Sandra Bullock's performance is good. Um, I've actually like been on the Sandra Bullock train for a while now. I used to think she was phoning in a lot of sh uh, shit, but here she is showing up to work. Um, and like I said, Zoe Kazan is great, and she has even a like very small role, and she doesn't even say that much. Um, it's it's I don't know. It's a weird movie. I don't think that it gels together very well overall, but in bits and pieces, it's it's good. I say. Um, if you like this type of thing, this kind of like uh, political milieu comedy drama thing, uh, like like Wag the Dog or that sort of film, this is a lesser film. This is the second fucking week in a row that I've mentioned Wag the Dog. That so is if literally you folks never haven't happened. seen Wag the Dog. Get the fuck on it. That has literally never happened with that fucking movie in any other circumstance no. other than last week when I was talking about Levinson and this week when I'm talking about another political comedy. Um, but right, if the if that sort of thing is something you're interested in, uh, check this out when it's on demand for like four bucks or um, on iTunes for a rental or at Redbox or something like that. It's not a rush out to the theater. Uh, Lord knows no one rushed out of the theater to see it. <laughs> Uh, it, it opened with a paltry $3.2 million. Ouch. So Sandy um, Bullock's mom saw that, and that's about it. Uh, well, and me. Uh, <laughs> uh, so fucking, by the way, while I'm looking at the, the the numbers here, Martian, holding fucking strong, bro. Ele another $11.7 million this what, weekend. What's that bring the, the GT to? Uh, total domestic, I think, is like $183 million. God damn. Just domestic. Um, uh, Goosebumps holding steady in second for a th another week. Um, for its second week with an with nine million. That's a, and, yep. That's sequel. And, sequel cities where that's going. Bridge of Spies in third. Hotel Transylvania gets a bump up this Ugh, week. What is wrong with Both, you people? Well, mostly because I think everybody heard that Last Witch Hunter is bad, so that bumped that down a little <laughs> bit. But you know, it's it is. Less than $700,000 difference in those two spots. Um, basically, those two just flip-flopped from last week. Yeah. Anyway, enough about that shit. Uh, I got two more things I want to talk about. Uh, you want me to talk about this TV show that I watched, or you want me to talk about the nightmare thing first, Adam? Uh, go TV show. I'm going to try to All reattach right. this mic to the table. All right. So, um, 
I finally got to check out the new show on Game Show Network. I know not many people uh, give a shit about that network. Certainly I don't. Um, but uh, there was something that debuted this past week. It's on Hulu. I highly recommend it. It's the show Elevator. Have you heard about this, Adam? That's that Oren Pelly joint? Did he? Did he? So, one of yeah, them it's Bloom, it's Bloom Bloom House. House. I knew it was one of them cats. Uh, the idea is that, uh, well, and and it's being uh, kind of overseen and run by the Soska sisters, right? The who right. directed Dead Hooker in a Trunk, um, American Mary, See No Evil Two, Vendetta, which I reviewed in a What You've Been Watching a probably a few months back, sometime over the summer. Um, they're Canadian twins, right? The Twisted Twins, uh, who make horror and genre flicks. So they bring them on. They kind of host the show and uh, set up and help uh, throw the show together. Um, basically, the the idea is that uh, if you were to take win Ben Stein's money, right, um, where by answering questions or completing tasks, in this case, completing tasks, right, right. Uh, you would get a portion of the money from the show, although it's not really the Soska sisters thing, but it's that incremental winning. We've taken this from our own personal banking accounts. Right. Uh, I mean, when Ben Stein's money was actually his paycheck, partially, it was partially his money. Yeah. Um, In any case. uh, So if you take that concept of like that incremental, get a little bit of money here, it increases the next round, increases the third round kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And then combine that with a hidden camera haunted house where you're just watching as one does go go through a haunted house, right? Like, like an attraction, right? So every episode is themed on a specific uh, story, right? So the premiere episode is about uh, this doctor who, or this undertaker who was, um, kind of selling organs on the black market and all of this stuff. And it goes through like a whole story. So there are these tasks. There are three pe- a team of three people. One person has to complete the first level and then they get back in the elevator and go up to the next level. Somebody else has to take that level and so on and so forth. Right. Um, there are three levels. They get 5,000, 10,000 and $15,000 to split among them for, uh, all three uh, for each level. Um, and then they like at the end after they're there, if ever, if they've all completed or some of them, if one of them has fucking completed, they get to run in, in the labyrinth, which is just them like going through stuff and, uh, trying to grab as much cash as possible and really gross shit. Um, so like, uh, I don't know, like like the end of Double Dare when they were doing all the shit. Say, so this is just a horror version of the uh, of Nick Arcade, right? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's really fun, man. So if if you like, I like the trailer of, when I saw him on the on the on the pre show stuff at the theaters and whatnot. So yeah, it's it's fun, man. If if you enjoy getting on YouTube and looking at all of the bros going to haunted houses and getting the shit scared out of them and like dark spaces, uh, you will enjoy this show. Um, it's incredibly well designed, um, and all of the story stuff is well thought out. So it, it, it's creepy, but not in a way like for you, you can like definitely for the people that are there, they're freaked the fuck out. Uh, so elevator, it's a must watch. Check that shit out. It's on Hulu right now. Here's the important part. Did Aerosmith sing the theme song? They did not. Shit. Well, missed opportunity there. Uh, Blum, why don't you give me a call? 
but but also so so the other component <laughs> I didn't mention with the so the the Sonsco sisters are uh, are hosting the show, but they're also like in a control room giving instructions to the team, and they're really fucking snarky with them. You put your left and foot in, funny. you put your left foot out, you put yeah. your left foot in, and you shake uh, it all about. Okay, By the way, so a zombie just ate wrap, your brains. <laughs> so to wrap up this portion of Matt talks a lot. Um, <laughs> hey, this uh, is, you, this has been quite helpful. I had to try to reattach this fucking thing to a desk. So, <laughs> so the uh, the other thing that I saw is uh, I, I mentioned before the show I went out and uh, bought that Nightmare on Elm Street Blu-ray box set, right? Yeah. Just on a whim, um, not for any reason other than like I just wanted to watch some of those movies that I hadn't seen in a while, right? Because I, I watched the first one pretty frequently. New Nightmare pretty frequently. Three probably right after that. Yeah, um, I got like I have number one and I have number one on Blu-ray, and then uh, two and three that came in a double disc the set thingy. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I, I just went ahead and got it. It was like thirty-five bucks. So why the fuck not? It's all on Blu-ray. Um, it's got a lot of features I, in there too. Am I wrong about that? A lot of features. It's good stuff. Uh, and I went ahead and I watched probably the most hated of the series. Do you, do you want to say? Um, my guess is it's going to be um, probably, I don't know, five and six are pretty bad. Well, they're bad, but you know which one people really hate? Like, fans of the series actively hate these things. Well. It's, it's, it's Freddy's Revenge. I was about to say Revenge, yeah, four. Yeah, it's it's two. Is that, the oh, second one. Oh, is that, that's a two. No, that one's great, though. I think so too. That is the that is People the best non well I say quote unquote non intentional because it kind of was but that is the best kind of like non uh, supposedly non intentional gay movie there ever was. It is also the best uh, non West Craven affiliated in any way entry in the series. It's dumb. It's stupid. It's silly, and people hate it. But uh, like take but it's, so take the, the idea one- of Freddy almost out of it, and it's a blast. Yeah, well, so the idea is that, like, unlike the other films, which are, like, these weird dream movies, right, uh, here Freddy's just trying to possess this guy so that the guy will go and kill a bunch of people, right? Which is weird. Yeah, they break all the rules that they established in the first one. That's why a lot of people, I guess, hate it, because it took the rules and just kind of shat on them. Yeah, and, I mean, it's also a correlation to the, like, the reason that everybody hates uh, the fifth Friday the 13th movie, right? Which is the one where it's just the the guy in the mask like the like with the crazy camp kids or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I I like 5 because like it's a weird alternate kind of dimension deal, type thing. Right? Yeah. It, it's just awkward and and weird, but that's why people hate it. Uh and I got to say Nightmare on Elm Street 2 kind of holds up well for me. Um I was not expecting it to be great, but there are some really fucking amazing sequences in that like uh when toward the end of the film uh when the first of the guy's friends get murdered and uh he's in the room with him and uh freddy like rips himself out of the dude's stomach yeah that's that cool. shit's that shit's cool man like there's some really amazing set set design in this and uh some really great sequences um anyway so that's what i've been doing if you haven't seen that one in a while it's i think it's like, i uh, i i love that movie out, and like i, I love the <laughs> i love kind of the quote-unquote message that it has because it's like basically you know like cat gets like uh possessed and everything like we talked about and the thing that would bring him back is this is this chick and everything but of wow. course uh you know basic so essentially if you want to look at it in kind of the you know obscure way or, or and everything she was just trying to get the gay out of him 
Yeah. It's like, I'm going to, like, you know, Freddy is oh, yeah. the gayness so that's they, inside of you, and I'm going to get that out. And then, of well, course, at the end. <laughs> well, apparently it's not, I mean, it's not even well, those, that oh, much no, no. of a subtext. It's basically, you're looking at, like, a psychosexual drama. Right. Oh yeah, well the, the thing is, I, I the reason I kind of I, I parse it a little bit in you know because the director supposedly had zero clue that this was what was kind of going down when he did it. He was just kind uh, so of speaking of those. He was just naive. <laughs> spe- speaking of those special features, uh, the director for two, Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, I'm not surprised that he had no clue about what was going on in that screenplay. <laughs> it's just like um, everything in this pretty much just says, "Hey, look what's kind of going on here." The shower scene with the with the with the uh, gym coach there. Right. There's so much stuff. It's just like this movie is spectacularly gay. How do you not see any of this, sir? It's just it is like it's dripping with gay. It's great. Well, <laughs> you know, like, this guy Jack Shoulder who directed that thing. I think he's just he's fucking clueless. I mean, you watch interviews. Uh, of him on these blu-rays and he just like there's no fucking charisma i don't i don't think he understands what he's even talking about sometimes and it's no surprise that after this like uh he directed a bunch of shit right he did like some tale uh, tales from the crypt episode he did uh sequels to um other better movies like wishmaster 2 and uh, some of the Mortal Kombat TV series and the Tremors TV series. So, uh, so he's a high quality guy, is what you're saying. I just don't think, like, I'm not surprised that he got none of that out of the screenplay because I don't <laughs> think he's, I don't think this guy fires on all cylinders, man. Yeah. He's, he's um, a poor hire fellow. Yeah. He, he's a worker, right? Um, anyway, there, there you are. Uh, that's what I've been watching. Um, definitely check out Halivator. I think it's a lot of fun, and like I said, it's on Hulu. So scares the hell out of Oh shit! No. Oh shit! I didn't even think about the whole the big thing that I fucking watched, which is a must fucking see. All did right. you watch? Did you watch Ash versus Evil Dead, sir? I did indeed. Yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah, let's talk about that shit, and then that's a transition right into you, brother. All right. What do you think of this thing? Okay. Um, the big thing is, is like I, I think. I, I needed. I should have prepped with this by going back and watching at least Evil Dead Two, if not also Army of Darkness. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Because I think that would have got me a little bit more in the vibe for what they were going with. Because it is very much. Uh, we we live in a world of of you know shit, Walking Dead, and all this kind of like somber, fucking just uh-huh. oppressive zombie shit, right? Right. And Evil Dead ain't that. No. Not really. Not so and, Evil and, Dead is fun. Yeah. That's and so, what that is. and and I I had fun with what I had. I wish I like I said. I wish I I, I wish I was more prepared for it going in. I think that's the I big thing. I Fucking loved it. Um, I will. I will. I'll continue to watch it at this point because I'm definitely intrigued enough. I like the idea of him kind of going on the road with these kids, and uh, they're doing their thing. Um, I I dig what's going on. Uh, Campbell's still in good form, man. Well, I was I was listening to a to an interview with him uh, the other day, and basically he was just like, "Yeah, this show." When I found out it was happening, I was like a little hesitant about it, and then but then he well, like, the was thing. talking to How Ramey about you? it. Yeah, well, then he was talking about Ramey, who uh, you know directed the first episode, and then uh, either co-wrote or or oversaw the direct production. Yeah, of he's got You know, he's got to have his fingers in some of them pots. Um, so. And and. Uh, Basically, Bruce Campbell's like, yeah, this is uh, just Sam now that we're both old guys in our late 50s. Because Bruce Campbell's 57, right? Yeah. 
Um, this is this series is just uh, it it is o- it is just a way for Sam to make me do ridiculous shit now that I'm old, <laughs> and and see how far he can push. I want to put you into a girdle and make you drink out of a high sea box. <laughs> right. Um, and and I think tonally it. it it holds well with uh, with both films, uh, right? So it's a it's not quite as campy as Army of Darkness was, um, but it's definitely got some of that in there, uh, and it's definitely full on Evil Dead Two style, right? From uh, kind of the weird uh, jokiness to it. I mean, the aesthetic of this for those of you who have never seen any of them, and you should do yourself a favor and watch them. Who uh, are even you? the first one, which is like a hard pretty rough, uh, straightforward horror film, right? I mean, the first one terrified the shit out of me when I saw it <laughs> as a kid. Um, but the second and third one, the, the, the conceit is that you're making a horror film with the tone of what if when the three stooges did things, there was like, they were taken over the top realistically yeah. so that like when you hit somebody in the head with a hammer, it caves in and gushes blood at you. Right. right? And so that's the conceit. Uh, stylistically for for the second film and and uh, Army of Darkness and Ash versus Evil Dead definitely carries that forward. Uh, I think Bruce Campbell's having a great fucking time making it. Uh, I think that much is very obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, I like all of the side characters. I'm glad that they've added to it so that uh, they can kind of formulate it into an episodic uh, series. Um, and I think this season's going to be pretty massive man there's a lot going on in that pilot episode yeah um, they they lay a lot like, of groundwork there for for future well, stuff no doubt well there's i mean there's an entire it's it's two storylines that haven't even lined up yet right yeah uh so so there's uh that detective who's who goes into the house hasn't even met ash or any of that shit yet so there's a lot going on i can't wait until this week's episode actually you know what i can't wait for what's that you know what i can't wait for what? More Lucy Lawless. So, uh, that's just, uh, <laughs> and that's coming, that's, right? Yeah. We, we got one glimpse of her in the pilot. I'm just like, uh, more of that place, more of that place. So uh, I think I, I'm on board, man. I I didn't have any real doubts about the show going into it. Um, and I'm, I'm a massive fan of those films. And it's just, you know, this is Raimi doing what he does really fucking well and trying to figure out how to do it on TV. And, uh, and I'm on board for it. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to see what they do with it. And there's just, I mean, there was like, even the stuff that like is not the kind of traditional, you know, stuff or whatever. I mean, just the gags with the light bulbs alone. Uh-huh. I just, I, I love stupid shit like that because yeah. that's just, that is my dumb sense of humor. It's just like, Hey, take those light bulbs. Hey, don't break any. And they just all just fall out. I don't know. Just dumb, dumb garbage. I like. No, it's great. Like, like the level of stupid for this show is really high. Yeah. Uh, like on all things, right? Not just the gory bits, but also just like that light bulb stuff. The light bulb stuff. Like, you're gonna fight a tiny little porcelain doll, right? Yeah, it's nuts, right? <laughs> Who's gonna just like um, beat your face in? <laughs> God, I can't wait to see the rest of this. I, I hope that yeah, uh, just keep. keep I it wish at that it were level. A net, if it were on Netflix, I would have watched it twice already. The entire series. Yeah, stars is trying to i don't know what the fuck i don't know where i don't know who's running stars man but they got a lot of they just got a lot of cojones in the last year man because let me tell you because because I, I sell internet and television for a living so let me tell you one of the top top rated places that people are asking for is stars 
uh-huh. because they want to see uh, people are talking about powers. I, I don't know what or power. I don't know what that show power. is. I mean, I've it's, heard that's Fifty Cent's show. So, so you know, that's what uh, I, uh, that's all I know about it. He he's in so it. you know Empire. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, Fifty Cent has been trolling Empire since it debuted, which uh, which is overseen by Lee Daniels. Right? I the, I love Fifty Cent trolling people. Keep going. Um, <laughs> he's been trolling that show because Empire is. Almost, it's not quite, but almost a ripoff of Power. Really, but they were they were very clearly in production, right? Because one was on network and one was on uh, on cable. So they they were Empire debuted too soon after Power to actually have been ripped off of it. Right. But the whole the whole thing is like if you like Empire, you should probably be watching Power. Um, and, and I think that's been the take. And now that people know that, given how massive a success Empire has been, and now that they know that 50 Cent is like trolling the shit out of that show and are aware of power more, that's probably behind part of the Stars additions as well. Um, but that show, and then, uh, I mean, Stars has always had like hit or miss kind of things. Um, but I think that uh, that pirate show they have is, has ga- gained some sort of audience. Um, I don't know, man. I I, I would got that. If, I mean, they're home to a, I, a Patrick Stewart show now. It's like they're, they're oh yeah, that it up, show man. is apparently really fucking good too. Um, Blunt talk or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, that show is apparently really fucking amazing. Uh, and I I'd, I'd add stars if I had cable television right now. I'd add stars just so I could watch uh, Ash versus Evil Dead. <laughs> I think it's, it's uh, for those of you who haven't seen it. It's out on YouTube right now, right? Maybe not YouTube, but probably on Stars' website. On Stars' website, they are streaming it for free at least this week. There you go. So uh, knock so that out. Check it out. And I, and I think it's even available internationally because I had a friend uh, oh, wow. in uh, in Amsterdam that streamed it off of their website. So it's not rare. even like a... So it's not even a like DRM kind of uh, managed thing from what I, what I gathered. It might be now. This was a couple days ago, but... Um, anyway, so, so yeah. Anyway, Ash versus Evil Dead. Fucking check that out. All right. Uh, what you been watching by yourself, by your lonesome there? Adam? Well, um, not not a ton. Um, so I, I kind of, um, I guess the big thing was I went out and saw Burnt, uh, the new uh, uh-huh. movie with Bradley Cooper. Um, you know, previously known as Adam Jones. Adam Jones. Mm, that's the character's name. So uh, here, here's the IMDb plot line for you guys, just to give you an idea. Adam Jones, how about that, is a chef who is dis- who has who destroyed his career with drugs and diva behavior. He cleans up and ventures to London, determined to redeem himself by uh, spearheading a top restaurant that can gain three Michelin stars. This is uh, directed by John Wells, who, like, I guess probably the biggest thing is the Orange Osage County. Uh, I think he did a couple couple bits back in the company. A couple years ago, right? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, not, not a huge guy, but not certainly not a dwindling guy. This is, of course, uh, Bradley Cooper, Sienna Miller, uh, Daniel Bruhl. Uh, it's an okay movie. I mean, it's not terrible. Um, it is, uh, it's pretty much exactly what you would probably imagine it to be. It's just like a guy who, you know, is a, a perfectionist wants to be, you know, this top chef or whatever, and like uh, a Daniel Bruhl's character is like in love with him or something, but n- n- knows it's unrequited. Uh, uh-huh. But uh, so he kind of like, you know, prays, uh, uh, prays maybe a, a harsh word, but kind of uh, goes in and just goes, hey, look, uh, you know, I'm going to take over the restaurant and the hotel that your, you know, dad owns here and everything. You're the best maitre d' and yada, yada, yada. Uh-huh. So I, he comes in and just goes, all right, I'm going to take over this place. He goes and kind of uh, puts together his dirty dozen 
coalition of uh, of, of chefs and everything goes talk shit to the other, uh, you know, the big big head honcho uh, restaurant restaurant tour in town or whatever, saying like, "Oh, I'm coming after you, motherfucker," kind of deal. And of course, uh, you know, stuff ensues. He yells at people. Things are going crazy. I will say this: here's the best thing. Uh, mm-hmm. If you are a fan of food porn, this movie's it. It's got a lot of really good food porn in it. You're you're watching just going like, I want to fucking, yeah, I got to go eat some stuff, man. This is all, I mean, it all looks great. Um, It's okay. It's okay. It's nothing. I mean, I don't know if I'd go so far as to say it deserved 12th place, but I mean, it's. (laughs) It it was 6th. Six. Okay. Well, you you don't get any. 12th was was our main review today. (laughs) Now that's bad. Holy shit. I'm telling you, man. They're gonna learn. Like, I'm. I, this will you mark this as, as as an academic? You mark this for Scouts of the Zombie Apocalypse. This will be talked about in five years in marketing. Mark that. Their mistakes. Um, but no, it's it's an okay movie. Everybody's fine in it. No one's terrible. Uh, but it just doesn't stand out. It's exactly what you think it was. It goes on pretty much the exact uh angle that you might think it would, and then uh-huh. it's just kind of done. No, it's okay. Well, there's a there's a reason that you and I split duties. Yeah. Right? I wasn't really interested in seeing this and you you had already seen it. Yeah. And and you weren't interested in seeing our brand is crisis. I really. like I just could not and get I, the will to muster up to go do it. And I was looking forward to it. And I actually personally I kind of enjoyed it, but uh, but it is a fucking mess. Right. Again, uh, and it's like, like I guess a, it's the a, same a, with it's, this thing. It's like a, I don't hate it, but uh, because Scouts of the uh, Scouts Guide is a fucking mess. Uh, our brand is Crisis, and from what I gather from what you're saying about Burnt, it's more of a just a like. Well, it's the fuck I've this watched is, that movie. This, this is a Netflix on a rainy Saturday. I watched the movie. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's it's it's, it's Netflix average. on a rainy Saturday, and you're going to eat food that you prepared yourself, and you think is going to be great when you're walking on the screen. Like, what the fuck is this fucking shit that I'm eating? Ugh. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> So I mean that's that's about it. I mean, like I said, I, I wish I could say a lot more about it, but. Uh, um, All right. Well, what else you been watching then? Uh, that I think. I mean, I've been kind of going through just uh, just DVD watching, just kind of stuff that I yeah. bought, everything from. Uh, just to make sure you're caught up before you spend any more money. Well, I, need to, <laughs> not, I need to do that next. Week. I'm still not even close. I could like I yeah, took yeah, today. I, I took today I, off. I could have watched movies all day long, and I'd still have a pile <laughs> of things to watch. Same here, but you know, you need to do the progress every once in a while. Um, so, uh, real quick, what did you guys talk about on Hair Movie Pod this week? For the uh, for the like one person who <laughs> listens to us and not that other show, we mostly uh, talked about America. America, see. <laughs> All right, I just thought I'd pull out some soundboard stuff because I'm getting bored. <laughs> oh, good. You know, what about a stove? That's Mr. T. <laughs> All right. Um, it's, it's the only reason I brought this. I like. I was looking at uh, uh, Bill from outside the cinema posted thing up on their Facebook thing, just going, "Does anybody miss things from like the old show?" Because they kind of they've always kind of changed formats a little bit and stuff like that. But they used to do a lot of soundboard stuff, and I was just like, "You know, it'd be funny if I just kind of." Oh hi there, I'm Doctor T. <laughs> <laughs> the sound quality on this one's fucking awful. I think the Arnold one had has good one stuff. You mother. <laughs> there we go. All right. Well, so, in any case, anyway, what were we talking about again? I was just like, let's see if I can fuck around. What did you talk about on the show that oh. one person doesn't listen to? Right. 
Uh, this week we talked about Supergirl. Yeah, so let's talk about Supergirl for a second. Do you see this? I would imagine. I haven't, I haven't watched it yet because I am in the I'm in the middle of so much fucking studying that I'm. Well, I'll say this: if, obviously, barely seeing the movies that come out in theaters. <laughs> if <laughs> if you like Greg Berlanti's uh, other DC properties on television, give this thing a watch. Uh, it's a joy. Um, it's not perfect by any stretch of the imagination, uh, but I had a lot of fun with it. Um, there's just there is that sense of of joy and happiness that you get with it, like like you got with the Flash, uh-huh. and when the stuff is going on and people doing right to do right, it, it's something about it special. Uh, you know the the chick who plays. You know, I'm sorry. Yes, yes. It, it a lecherous old man said it, but Bush was right. She is cute. She's a cute. She's a cute chick. The uh, the gal playing Supergirl there. But that's more appropriate because I'm closer to her age, <laughs> by about three years. So that's not you know it's not bad for me. Uh, that's not weird. But um, no, it's it's great. It's great. There's a lot of fun. It's like it takes a lot of the kind of uh, flash elements and stuff where they have like kind of a surrounding crew and everything. So it's not just like a one man show or one woman show in this particular case where, uh, you know, she's just got to do what she's got to do and all this stuff. So she's got the people over at the, you know, quote unquote paper. It's a paper multimedia company type deal. Right. And then there's, uh, you know, the people he, she finds out that are, um, the the girl that she grew up with is like a special uh, department of not department of defense, but something along those along that nature. I forget what the fuck they call it. Um, so she's kind of like has to split duties and everything. So this girl's gonna get tired. <laughs> she's got a lot of shit to deal with. Um, but no, it's really great. Um, I you know I I love the whole. Uh, so I was really trying to figure out how they would fit Jimmy Olsen in this thing. And but it turns out more or less, you know, Superman has kind of been like, hey, why don't you go on down there to kind of help her out, make sure everything's all going to be all cool. Superman does not appear in the show, right? Uh, you see, an, you see a silhouette of Superman, uh, like kind of like. So the, the way the conceit of the show is that like um, they both left Krypton at the same time. He left Krypton as a baby. She was, yeah, let's say, seven, eight years old. Right. And so that's she, straight out of the comics. Right. So she gets lobbed over and she's kind of in the negative zone for a while. Uh-huh. So Superman goes on, and you know, seventeen, twenty years later, whatever the fuck it is, uh, you know, she lands on Earth. Kal El is already there. He's he's become Superman. He's done his duty and everything, and kind of shepherds her, you know, through this way, and brings him up to uh, uh, you know, Dean Kane and and, and what's her nose, the other Supergirl from the, from the movie there, which was uh-huh. great. I uh, love seeing them, and uh, hopefully they'll uh, appear a bit more uh, in the series as it goes along. But um. Yeah, so she grows up and everything. So Superman's there, and then Superman just says, "Hey, look, Jimmy, you know you're looking for a change of venue anyway. Why don't you go out to whatever the hell the city is and uh, go take a look after her and everything?" But uh, uh, I, I like him. I, I like, like I said, I said it the other week. I'm like, you know, we got Jimmy Olsen's just a, a strapping, smooth-looking black dude, and uh, and he's not stupid. He's not stupid. It's like I don't know why, like having a Jimmy Olsen that's not you know two shades of retarded is enjoyable to me but it is i'm like oh look he's a smart guy who knows what's going on he knows who she is he knows what the fuck's going on here and uh i don't know there's a lot of joy and a lot of fun to this uh how she first saves this plane and everything is very very interesting um and you know cbs has got some bread man so they start uh you know they they can they can put in the effects they can put in the work here right on that's good uh you want to roll with uh final girl all right, so here is the uh, trailer for our first, uh, I guess, sort of new release review. Here's the trailer for our the first direct-to-video release of the week. <laughs> That's true. Veronica, would you like to come with me? Where? To a place where I would teach you things. You like learning things, don't you? What kind of things? 
I would be training you for a very important job. What kind of job? The kind most people can't handle. That is the new waitress. What's his obsession with blondes? It's just his type. What I miss? What do you guys do out there? We hunt. Got hooked up for us this time, man. Is this you taking? What are you doing Saturday night? I'm washing my hair. No, you're doing that Friday night. You're gonna meet me here at 8 o'clock with uh, clean hair and red lipstick. Hello, boys. I'm Veronica. So, are you ready for a game? Depends on the game. And I want you to run, Veronica. And then what? We. Hunt you down. There is no one person more powerful than the other. Only the one with the most will is the strongest. You're gonna have to do this mission alone. I'm gonna enjoy this. You are an interesting girl. That was the trailer for Final Girl, our uh, first review of this week. IMDb plotline, a man teaches a young woman how to become a complete weapon. Later, she is approached by a group of sadistic teens who uh, who kill blonde women for unknown reasons. Uh, the hunting season begins. Wow, a, a press company wrote that fucking shit. Uh, mm-hmm. This is directed by uh, Tyler Shields, starring Abigail Breslin, Wes Bentley, Logan Huffman, Alexander Ludwig, who we talked about last week in uh, the the other uh, flick there. Uh, yep. the, the, the final girls. <laughs> so crazy. Uh, Cameron Brighton and a handful of others. Um, this movie was not on my radar until you had mentioned uh, it a couple weeks ago here. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I knew nothing outside of uh, the two main cast stars uh, of uh, Wes Bentley and Abigail Breslin. I knew pretty much nothing. And um, I I think that's definitely the way to go into this. Uh, But the big thing is uh, I did not know what to think, and I don't know that I know what to think now. So you've had a little bit of time to gestate with this. What Mm -hmm. were your thoughts? Because me as a whole, like I didn't hate it. I like the idea, but it's just it it didn't mesh with me maybe. Mm hmm. Uh, so the idea here, uh, in case the trailer wasn't particularly clear, um, was that uh, basically the conceit of this movie is that uh, Wes Bentley works for some organization. He is uh, recruiting Abigail Breslin's character uh, to be a part of that organization after her parents are dead and she's an orphan. 
and they train people to kill basically uh, serial killers or what we would think of as like slashers, right? The villains of horror movies. Um, it doesn't go like hardcore slasher in this one. It's much more of a like group of thrill killers, really. Um, but Abigail Breslin like lures, lures them out, right? Goes through the paces. The story starts to play out. They get the girl and take her to the woods and then she has to fight to get loose. Right. But the difference here is that Breslin's character, um, uh, Veronica is a, uh, is an assassin who's there to kill them because they found out that they're, this group is killing kid, uh, women. Right. Right. And so it just takes that, just the concept of what the final girl is and makes that, the plot basically. Right. Like, like it's somebody who like here, she's trained to be the final girl. She will kill these people. Um, and that's, that's basically it. Uh, the movie's highly stylized. Oh yeah. Um, I mean like weird, uh, idiosyncratic, like no, no time kind of like things. (laughs) Um, right. Like people hanging out in diners in the middle of fucking nowhere. Uh, drinking milkshakes I mean, and shit. I mean, like, there's one Dressing cat who's suit. just like, who's like fucking Frankie Valley. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, on like ecstasy. <laughs> and, I, and I have to say, like, I think, well, and and also just the, like, beyond the characters being stylized, just the whole film, right? So, like, in the forest, very clearly, all of that is lit by not la- natural lighting, right? Right. Very clearly. It is, it is the absolute opposite. Uh, when Very you have theatrical. like giant, giant studio lamps glaring through uh, the forest trees to make it lit the fuck up and shadowy in very specific ways, uh, you know, you're not dealing with a, with a level of realism. Just remember, kids, God doesn't use three-point lighting with the sun and the moon. doesn't happen. Right. <laughs> um, it does here, though. <laughs> uh, but in any case, I think... That stylization, that heavy-handed stylization, actually is what makes this movie work more than not work. Um, I feel like if it had been played out naturally, uh, the way that it is, it just would not have caught my attention in any way. Right. Um, That's not to say that there's anything bad about it. Uh, And I feel like if they had gone completely naturalistic, there could have been something else interesting going on, but we'll never know. This is the movie we have, right? Uh, I, I liked it. It's not great. It's solid. It's yeah. A solid like, like I said, I, I don't, I don't hate it either, but it was, it, it's definitely weird. And I, I will probably watch it again just to, just to kind of really formulate a thought here. Um, but I, I'll take, you know what, like the whole thing. Okay. Cause like you said, Wes Bentley, his his wife is is killed by by these maniacs, and then, you know, first of all, does the math add up for how old these motherfuckers are? Uh, I don't know. Come on, because it's like not really no, because the math doesn't add up because these guys these guys are like let's say twenty two, twenty three, maybe twenty seven if you're lucky. Mm-hmm. Uh, then that would have made them like you know, maybe seven seventeen, sixteen, fifteen when they killed his wife. I don't know. Here's the big problem that I have with it. You know, so he gets Abigail Breslin, gives her all these little tests and stuff right there. It's the beginning of the scene, so I'm not spoiling anything. Right. And um, 
He's just like, I'm going to recruit you for this thing. Many, many people can't do this and stuff and yada, yada, yada. You know what? I, well, I mean, once we got to the point where we figured out exactly what the fuck was going on, this is all I could think about right here. Oh, hold on. You waiting on like a soundboard or? No, wait. Hold on. I, I, I turned it down instead of up. Hold on. No, no, no. I'm going to leave them alone and not actually witness them dying. I'm just going to assume it all went to plan. What? <laughs> I have a gun in my room. You give me five seconds, I'll get it. I'll come back down here. Boom! I'll blow their brains out. Scott, you just don't get it, do you? That's exactly what this movie is. It's like Wes Bentley could go out and shoot these people in the face in two fucking seconds. He takes ten years to go train a girl. I mean, I get it, whatever the story. You Uh you take ten years to train this girl up to be a killer. God knows how many other fucking people have died in the fucking process when you could have just put a bullet in their fucking head. I don't know. I mean, don't we we see two of them in the movie? At least. I think. Anyway. And one would assume that there were many more. So I'm just like, that's the whole thing. I'm just like, who, who's the irresponsible one here? I mean, let's, if you're going to take out a vengeful murder, nut up. I mean, I don't know. That's the only thing that bugged me the the hell out of me. If there was some reason you got to like, it's the, it's, I always come back to it. It's a thank you for smoking thing. All you got to do is throw in one line that makes me go, ah, well that makes sense. Even if it doesn't. It's got to have one thing. It's like, oh, you, we, I, and I can't kill them because of X, Y, Z. Oh, well, that, yeah. okay, right on. <laughs> then you just move the fuck on. But no, there's not any of that. It's just like, and she never questions him. She never just goes, couldn't you just kill these motherfuckers? They're like, like, let's just say when he recruits him, let's say they're 18. No fucking way they're 18. Let's say they're 18, right? Uh huh. What is, let's say, Wes Bentley's 25 in this, in, in, in that particular area? Era. Right. What's to stop him from just getting a gun and going killing the other people? Honest to God, I just don't know. Nothing, bro. And and this smart girl who can do a maze uh, doesn't look at him and just goes, "Really, guy? This is uh, uh, this is what we're gonna do? Okay, whatever." It's because it's, it's, it's okay. all part of the plan. No, it's the Doctor Evil. You just don't get it, do you? <laughs> just don't get you it. You just don't get it. All right, so uh, let's get into uh, movie numero dos. Yeah, Lighten up the box office. 12 motherfucking minutes. place. Here's a Scout's Guide to Zombie Apocalypse. Whoa. Denise, what's her face? She went to our high school. Now she's a stripper. Man. Is she been not... Uh, impossible to break You're pretty handy i'm a scout like an actual scout yeah nice things thanks <laughs> you know tonight's the secret party right everybody except the douchebags and the neckerchiefs will be going this could be the night of our lives Carter, the town's deserted dude look what the bouncer he's gone we should sneak in Dude, there's like nobody here. Don't worry, mommy, daddy's here. Dude, something's wrong with her. Look at her chest. No, that's makeup, dummy. It's a jungle thing. Oh my god! Wait, you're the stripper. Cocktail waitress. What is going on? Do you think everyone's eating each other? Like a. Any more questions? 
gone. The military, they're not coming either. But tonight, we're gonna show them what being a real scout's all about. We're just gonna stand here, and we're gonna go save the world. Speech, Ben. It's Kelly to Rogers. He looks like crap. He set him on fire. <laughs> he tried to eat me. All right, scouts, let's kick some zombie ass. It's a zombie apocalypse. Come on, we're scouts. We're trained for this. What is that? It's a bomb. What are you, the Taliban? Connor, stop agitating them. What a new profile pic. All right, that was a trailer for the Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse, our new release. No, no way I saw this crap. Uh, IMDb plotline, three scouts on the eve of their last camp out discover the true meaning of friendship. Really? That's what you wrote? The true meaning of friendship when they attempt to save uh, their town from a zombie outbreak. This is uh, directed by Christopher Landon, starring Ty Sheridan, Logan Miller, Joey Morgan, uh, Sarah Dumont, uh, David Koechner. When David Koechner is the, is the, is the hotshot in your film, you know that's something. Uh, Halston Sage. I'll say this. I'll say this. Oh, and Cloris Leachman. Cloris Leachman gets very high uh, uh, billing on this for being in the movie for maybe sixty seconds. Uh, it's a little longer than sixty seconds. But okay, like but still, one hundred and twenty maybe. Yeah, like double that amount. Double that. Yeah, at least. Um, yeah. So this made no money at the box office, and uh, I, I am going to put that on the marketing scheme. Uh, it was terrible. It was marketed absolutely horribly in theaters. No yes. one knew what this movie was. I'm not look. I'm not gonna that, sit there and tell you that this is a great movie by any stretch. That just played is the longest thing I ever heard. I know. That's why I picked it. I was just like, oh look, there's something had, that's over 30 seconds long. I had no clue that there was actually a full trailer for this movie. No, you didn't see it. I mean, everything like even like the uh, the trailer that they showed at the end of Paranormal Activity was maybe 45 seconds. Yeah. It's like you didn't know what the fuck this thing was about. You just you like they they dicked around it enough to just go like, hey, if we don't show them enough, they might not know that it's going to be terrible. I mean, I think that was their main well, idea. Here's here's the thing. I don't think the movie's terrible, but it's I not don't good. either. It, no, precisely. It's not terrible, but it's not good by any stretch of the imagination. But every so everybody in it is fine. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't think there's a weak spot. I will say that like Sarah Dumont as uh, Denise is a highlight. Lo- yeah, definitely. She's like great, her. right? Like, like, and not just in a she's hot and she's in this movie. But she and, does. No, but, she does. She but she's got, actually yeah. like really good. So I, I want her to, like get some roles. No, you're right. Matter. She she did two um, things. She had those two purposes. She was like, oh look, a hot character, a, a hot character. This is going to be, you know, she's going to be bad. And no, she was actually really good. Yeah. Um, and so anyway, uh, like all of that stuff's good. I think there are some actually genuinely funny th- things that happen in this movie. Uh, I laughed a few times, which is more than I can say about several of the other comedies we've seen this year. <laughs> um, it's just, it is, it's a mess though, right? Like, it, like unlike, uh, our brain is crisis or burnt, which are kind of competently made and just don't have a real identity. Right. This movie, there is something about this movie that does not, um, even attempt to come together. 
it's it's a weird disjuncture uh, that happens multiple times throughout the flick uh, where it is just like weird sex comedy kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, like, uh, I don't know, like a Porky's meets Goonies meets Return of the Living Dead uh, kind of mashup. And that... It's all, but I don't those are it, all good things. <laughs> but it, but I also don't think that it's uh, completely like well made, either. I, th- no, I think there are seems, questionable choices. Very I think low the budget. screenplay is weak. Um, the director uh, actually made the last uh, Paranormal Activity movie, uh, the marked ones. Um, wow, that's shocking! What a what a what a down what a downward slope that's been. Because that was a um, that was really good that movie. Yeah, well, and he's he's written uh, like. The so I'm looking at his page right now. He wrote the screenplay for Disturbia, and then he wrote Paranormal Activities two, three, four, and the Marked ones. Well, I, I you know, I'll, 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 I can forgive you for four, but and uh, and he's and then, then this is it, which uh, he also wow. wrote. Um, you know, I. Here's the thing. Here's what I would guess. This movie seems like it was made at a at a, at a fucking committee meeting. I th- I think you might be right. Um, you know, it, so the other thing that was in a similar vein that we didn't see that I've heard is worse than this oh, um, th- that came out this week was uh, this movie Freaks of Nature. You right, heard about right. this? I've, I've seen the poster. So, so right, it's got like this one, even more big stars randomly showing up, right? Like Bob Odenkirk's in this, uh, Keegan-Michael Key, um, like Dennis Leary's in that shit. Hmm. And and that movie actually its screenplay was on the annual blacklist a few years back. You know you know the blacklist. Of course, yeah. It's the, 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 the annual the best list un, of unprodused plays in Hollywood, right? Yep. But apparently that movie's a fucking torrential downpour of a fucking mess. Wow. Um. Uh, so I'm glad that we saw this one. Is basically <laughs> the whole whole point of that uh, thing. Um. This is next Halloween or around Halloween. You need something light to throw on. You're bored. Maybe maybe you're one of the guys. I have friends that do this. You I used half to. don't care. Uh, well, who, like, oh, I'm going to watch uh, at least one ho- uh, horror movie every day right. of October. Right? I have friends that do that. I used to do it. You would throw this in the mix somewhere. There's a lot it more garbage out there than that. this that you would I, probably would have lobbed into those 30 days anyhow. Yeah. Several of the Friday the 13th films. <laughs> Um, I would say are easily worse. Jason takes Manhattan is the best Friday. Uh, a couple of Halloween flicks. Yeah. Uh, I think Paranormal Activity Four is worse than this. Yeah. Uh, so it's not it's not that it's bad. It's it's a hard pass on going to see it in the theater, though. <laughs> I don't think that's a problem for anybody. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously nobody did go, and it's I mean, it's pretty. They 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 did something that I like. Uh, which is that they actually tried to release a horror movie on, like are actually at Halloween. Right. Which doesn't, it hasn't happened since the Saw movies. And even before that, it really didn't happen a whole lot. Um, well, they but, get uh, fairly close with all the paranormals for the most part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not on, right? Not like, like on, on, no. Uh, but I think they kind of inadvertently proved the reason that they don't do that, which is that people do other shit the weekend of Halloween. Yeah. Go to see the movie. So it's it's just not a good time to release that thing, right? People who are going to the movies are going to, like, they're going because they don't like Halloween. 
I mean, like I said, it, this movie's serviceable. I mean, you're right. Sarah Dumont does really well. Uh, I liked Logan Miller a lot. Yeah. I liked him. I thought I thought that was I, like he seemed like a real character. Ty Sheridan just does nothing for me. <laughs> nothing for me, that kid. I'm just looking at him, just like I just don't. Here's the thing, right? So he's going after so Logan. Well, he's Mi- the kid that that everybody liked in Mud, right? Well, he was great. I mean, like, look, Mud's a very different movie from this movie. No, I know, but but I'm just saying that's who that is, right? Right, right. Yeah. Okay. And he was great. He was great in that movie, but th- th- then again, it's also a very fucking different role. You know what? You know what? He's got big coming up. That guy. He's not in Star Wars, is he? No, but he is. He is playing Cyclops in X Men. Oh, that's what we need to go away from the eyeballs to look at those weird fucking lips for two hours. Good job. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But here's the problem. Like he's look, uh-huh. this kid's he's not an ugly looking kid, but he is a little odd looking. So here's where like I mean the problem that you know so Halston Sage plays um uh, Logan Miller's uh uh, uh sister in this flick right. Right. His older sister, and you know, this kid's had a had a crush on her forever and everything. Um, this would never happen in real life. This just would not happen, ever. Uh, nor nor would nor nor would Sarah Dumont's character feel like I have to help this poor schlub out here, and we're gonna make it on this uh this this bed to uh to make put this in motion. That would have never happened. Uh, but just because look at him, he's a weird looking kid. He's got no charisma. Now, if you're a weird looking kid and you got some charisma, fucking fine, sure, right? Right. But he's just like he's he's got nothing. He's not so, a really good looking. He doesn't have a lot of charisma and stuff. So like, who fucking cares? I think the Logan kid could have gotten more pussy than this kid. Well, okay. Here, here's and the other he thing. was like set up as the hapless guy. Just because just because you mentioned her, can someone out there get Halston Sta- uh, Halston Sage an actual fucking role in a movie, please? And me, her phone number. I don't give a shit about that. <laughs> I mean, like she she's younger than uh, one of my sisters, so <laughs> so I'm not going to even deal with that shit. Mm. But um. Right, like in Neighbors, she had a very small role. In Paper Town, oh fuck, she, she was the gal in Goosebumps. Yeah, she was in Goosebumps as well uh, with <laughs> a small role. She's clearly but just it, playing the hot chick. But it's like, can we just fucking get her an actual like? Who the fuck is her agent? Where this girl, who has has on screen presence, right, just keeps getting cast as whatever the fuck people are casting her as. And, like you're not second fiddle. Why fucking cast her as something? Get an agent that does that shit. Yeah, I I'm kind of like pissed off on her behalf because of it. Honestly, uh, no. I mean, you could see something like you're right. I mean, like she doesn't seem like she's just a pretty face. Uh, I mean, for for fuck's sake, man. She she has more on screen charisma than the actual star of Paper Towns did. <laughs> That's true. That's hundred percent right? like, true. Like what the fuck? Uh, anyway. Somebody get Halston Sage a goddamn contract to do something, please. Yep. Uh, that, that's it, I think. Uh, yeah, that's I don't know just... how much more you can say. Like, I mean, like some of the effects are decent. A lot of them are just really CG terrible. Um, some, yeah. I'll say this: soundtrack's great. It's got a really yeah. good. It's got a really good soundtrack. Yeah. But the, 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 some the, the bullshit was too. the bullshit was is that they didn't commit to half the time. Yeah. Oh, we didn't even talk about the one gag that I actually thought was fucking brilliant. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, Kegner's house. 
No, 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 no. Because <laughs> that was mine. <laughs> I mean, that one's good, the Dolly Parton shit. That yeah. one's funny, but it, I think it didn't last long enough. I wanted it to go longer. And oh, be yeah. Alive. Well, see, that's the uh, thing. And then when they go downstairs, then the music stops. It's like, that's, and then there's another, then the rock, Rocky Like a Hurricane, that cuts off. It's just like, fucking commit uh, to that shit. Here's what I thought. I just want to mention this well, before we finish this up. Okay. Is that this movie would have been amazing had Edgar Wright done it. And that's what I feel like this is trying to ape a, a lot of Edgar Wright in this. Yeah, I think so. Uh, okay. Best, funniest fucking thing in this movie, gag-wise, is when they're leaping across the fence. And uh, what's her name? Ty Sheridan, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't actually jump out the window in time because there are zombies on the trampoline. Right. And he reaches back, and what does he grab? He grabs a zombie dick. Zombie dick. I laughed my ass off at that shit. <laughs> I don't know why. I mean, clearly... Uh, like dicks are hilarious, right? Like let's let's not beat around the bush. Uh, I know, like I I get asked all the time and accused of all the time uh, because of my predilections for like pop music and uh, like fucking I collect Black Widow figures as opposed to like <laughs> I don't know Captain America or like some more manly shit or whatever, right? Uh, I get asked all the fucking time if I'm gay or not. The reason I know that I'm not is because I don't have any attraction to dick, and it's because a dick is fucking funny as shit. Yeah. I knew, I knew, I knew, like, it was cemented in me that I wasn't gay when, like, in, in sex ed class in high school, where we had <laughs> Coach Brown come by, and he kept saying the word penis, and, like, he's just got that southern kind of, I was just like, and every time we say penis, like, my skin was just like, oh, gross, stop this, talking about that. This gag is, like, it goes on forever. That that right? that, like, that, that, that is going. a long, stretching penis that, like, in, is, in many ways. And it is funny as shit. So uh, I think that makes the third movie in the past uh, 12 months that's had a really great penis gag in a mediocre comedy. <laughs> A really great penis gag and a mediocre comedy. Right, Put that on your tombstone. What was, what was that fucking uh, movie with uh, uh, Nick Frost as the gay dude? Oh, I don't know. The, right, because that that movie was there was because they go oh, into the gay a bar bad bar. business, something about business. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, unfinished business. Unfinished business. There you go. New business was in the title. That movie had a great. <laughs> a great penis gag. A great, hey, it. here's a weird looking. Here's here's well, here's a weird awkward situation with a dick. And then also, right, uh, like, uh, what's his name? Franco like falls down on on it and like gets <laughs> it on his face and shit, right? Yeah. And then there was another movie. There that, wasn't enough of falling into dicks in that movie. <laughs> but there was another another comedy that also wasn't any good, and I can't remember what the fuck it was now. Where like for whatever reason, the dick gag was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, know. I don't know. It's like whatever, whatever's going on. Apparently, the one fucking thing that mediocre uh, comedy screenplays can get right is a dick gag. Daryl, 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 hold on, hold on. <laughs> I think we need to throw in a dick scene into this film. <laughs> I mean it. It has single handedly saved me from not laughing several times. <laughs> uh, you heard that it, here, Hollywood. Make Matt Smith <laughs> laugh by throwing a dick in it. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, so yeah, man. So to uh, you know, get high and watch this. I don't know. <laughs> Wait, you know, just throw it in your mix next year, whatever. Yeah. Uh, so that's it for this week. Uh, next week, uh, big week. Not 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 like as far as numbers wise, but uh, as far as a uh, big release goes. Of course, the counter programming uh, will be, of course, the Peanuts movie. Uh, movie. I don't know that anybody fucking asked for. Uh, but we'll be watching it. 
and uh, we'll uh, we'll see if Charles Schultz is uh, indeed spinning in his grave. And of course, the big one, of course, is going to be Spectre. And, uh, just it's got record box office numbers uh, over, over across the pond there. So, uh, and according to all the screenings that we're seeing uh, in the theaters in the next week, uh, they expected to do as such here in the last uh, last uh, Daniel Craig Bond here. Because mm-hmm. he, he says, is happy about it. He's like, I'm fucking done with this shit. Peace, yep. motherfuckers. I'm gone. I get the feeling that he would have been done after Skyfall if uh, Mendez had not come back. Yeah, I mean... Because I, I feel like that was a contingency for both of them to do this movie. <laughs> was was that they're involved. It's like, look, I'm not doing it if he's not there. I'm not doing it if he's not there. All right, fine. Just shut up. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, we'll be talking about those next week and maybe something else. Who the fuck knows? I don't. All right. So, uh, uh, till then, Matt, internet, where you be at on it. I'm, just I'm on Twitter <laughs> at Matt underscore Boyd underscore Smith. Follow me there. Uh, I'll be there. Say hi to me. Whatever. I'm Say there. hi or don't. Whatever you want to do. I'm not going to fucking Say hi, don't. You. Follow. Just check in. Whatever you want. Uh, don't follow, be creeping follow, now. Cool. Don't be creeper. <laughs> uh, you can creep. I don't give a fuck. Otherwise, I'd lock my account. That's true. I, well, those are the weird people. I'm on Twitter, but I'm going to lock my account. What the fuck is the point of you? Yeah. All right. Anyways. Um. Anti-social other po- media. Yeah. Uh, so uh, my other podcast, of course, Podcast at com. this week. We talked about uh, about the uh, Supergirl pilot there. And, of course, we're going to talk about the first uh, four or five episodes here of Flash Season 2. Uh, Flash is still uh, kicking, man. I'm, uh, I'm I'm really enjoying the shit out of that show. I mean, I, I, like, I figured I'd like it, but I didn't figure I'd like it as much as I do. And uh, the uh, that, that old uh, Berlanti man, he knows what he's doing. Uh, so we'll talk about that uh, on uh, next week's show. So why don't you head out to there and do all that kind of good stuff. And, of course, uh, the filmfind.tumblr.com. That's where you can uh, find the links to subscribe and uh, follow us on the uh, all the shit. Whatever. I don't care. I'm so tired at this point. Uh, <laughs> these sort of movies <laughs> take it out of you, man. So... All right, so that is it, everybody. Until next week, when we do peanuts and uh, what's the new one called? That Spectre. Spectre. Phil Spectre's uh, sphincter. All right, everybody. Sphincter Spectre. All right, see you next week.
Another one down. A little bit. Whoa, that just. <laughs> they didn't fade that out for shit. They were just like, you're done. Quit it. Yeah, fucking song's done, bro. They were like, you're finished with this shit. Boop. I was just like, I wonder how much I had to pay Dolly Parton. <laughs> fucking shit. I like that. I don't know why that was a stupid thing. But uh, yeah, no, no, I that, thought it was funny. That's you know, like it's it's not terrible. It just wasn't fun good. It's just it's poorly put together. It's not constructed or made well, really. They really uh, just they did not give a damn. <laughs> not really. So uh, yeah, that's it. I've got so much fucking things to do. Uh, so I should probably go do those. I don't, but I'm still not going to do anything. Short. So uh, it's 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 small and it's blurry, but did you uh, did you see the uh, the uh, Doctor Strange pick? Old Cumberbatch uh, is getting I in mean, it, son. A, it's it's fucking it's, whatever. You can't see anything, but <laughs> it's nothing. But he's uh, he's in fucking he's dressed in black with a goatee. Who gives a shit? Shut up! It's good. That just means it. Look, all I'm saying is that it's happening, and that's the fun part. Is that it's like we're come on. T- Fifteen years ago, if somebody told you we're gonna get a Doctor Strange movie, you'd have fucking laughed in their face. I mean, yeah, maybe. Come on. Maybe I'll laugh in their face after this movie. I don't know. Mm. I praise. I mean, I. <laughs> with what they do, dude, with what they did, like, if they kind of stay, like, at the end of Ant-Man when they go into the, the crazy zone or whatever the fuck they call, uh, if they'd get more of that kind of crazy acidy trip sort of shit going on uh, and just talk about planes of existence and stuff, I'm down, man. Yeah. I need They need that shit. I mean, they're they're going to have to. There's no way that uh, they're going to hang on to the original Avengers. So it has to start branching out into all kinds of shit. But, I mean, think about it, though. I mean, like, at the end of the Avengers, when we saw all those, you know, all the, uh, you know, kind of B-team, if you will, East Coast Avengers, <laughs> or West Coast uh-huh. Avengers, rather, kind of yeah, sitting around West there. Coast is the B-team. Jesus. Yeah. New York is the primary. Listen, all right, I'm a little bit hammered tonight, so you just let me do what I do. Uh <laughs> But so yeah, West Coast Avengers go out and they do their thing, and you know they didn't look bad. I'll take them. Why not? All right. So uh, next week, I gotta I gotta watch that. I gotta watch that second Skyfall. Film. I gotta watch that Skyfall movie. I only ever got to halfway through. Whenever he was uh, getting um, interrogated by Bardem, I just kind of got bored and stopped. I was in a bad mood that day, I guess. But here it gets really good after that. <laughs> so all right. Next week, 